Welcome to the Music Reel. I'm your host, Nicola Burton, and today I speak with the Melbourne man, Adam Gleaser, who started this extraordinary Facebook group, Flight Centre Class Action Australia. Adam, thanks for talking to me today. How are you going down there? I'm very good, thanks. How are you? Good, good, good. Now, let's, let's, get, let's just go right to it. I want to know what your story is and why you set up this group. Yeah, sure. We were offered, we were owed, I should say, six hundred dollars by uh, Flight Centre for a cancellation fees initially, that uh, that they wouldn't give back to us because they uh, they actually they told us uh, we'd booked a cruise, we were going overseas for my sister's wedding, and uh, we'd paid a deposit of six hundred dollars, and they gave us two options: you can either a get the six hundred dollars in credit from Flight Centre, or b you can get $600 in cash minus a $300 cancellation fee for both you and your wife, which means that we net $0. Wow. And uh, my wife said to me, Adam, this is something that you'd uh, normally look at and think it's got class action written all over it. So I just said, yeah, let's have a look into it. Uh, went online, there was another fella who was, was looking at um, doing something along similar lines. So I approached him, uh, sent him a PM on Facebook, and uh, I said to him, two brains are better than one at going at it. And uh, it was born. <laughs> well, okay, so my story, March, I'm on the phone to Flight Centre. Couple of hours on hold, you get an automated response, it sends you to the website, go to the website, it sends you to an email address, you send the email and you get an automated response saying, call that number that you've just spent on hold for the last couple of hours. So I did that for a couple of weeks and then I thought, what of this? So I went into a flight center store and this really lovely lady put up with me and she started processing my refund. But that was 19 weeks until I actually got the refund, thanks to your help. So how many of those stories like mine have you heard over the course of the last few months? Goodness, countless, countless, countless. I've spoken to hundreds of people um, and uh, on the on the pages, uh, there are two pages now. Obviously, the class action and the refunds page. Uh, thousands of stories, just of the people that are either waiting for refunds or unable to get refunds. They've been charged a cancellation fee. Uh, they've been charged a uh, free from a tour a fee from a tour company for unrecoverable costs. There are so many so many different aspects to this, and just so many. Uh, different problems that customers have encountered that it's uh, I've heard some pretty crazy stories to be honest with you. So how many people, how many members have you got in both these groups? Okay so there's about 6,700 on the uh, Flight Centre Class Action Australia page and there's I believe a touch over 73 or 7,400 on the Flight Centre Give Us Our Refunds page. Wow okay so how many good news stories do you have so far? Thank goodness they're getting, I've already been uh, messaged with a few of them today, that there are, there are more and more uh, good news stories. However, a lot of them, or I should just about say, just about all of them that I speak to, are through a lot of persistence and uh, they've really been run through the ringer in order to actually, they've had to jump through a lot of hoops in order to actually get their money back. And still some of them are with a cancellation fee that, um, that I really uh, try to look into because a lot of these cancellation fees, I'm not 100% about, to be honest. I agree. Let, let's talk about travel insurance. So I still can't get Covermore to speak to me. 
because I've got other things outstanding outside of Flight Centre. What's your take on travel insurance? Is it worth it? Um, has it been able to assist people? Have you been able to speak to anyone in travel insurance? Well, look, I haven't. Well, what, what, what happened recently with Covermore, which is, it's a, it's, a, it's a better story than most that have been coming through. Is they've actually agreed to give back a hundred percent to uh, to customers instead of the seventy five that they were giving. However, saying that, the fact that they uh, don't cover pandemics is a massive issue because there are there are a few people that I spoke to that were meant to travel before the uh, pandemic hit, and in that case they were able to actually obtain a refund. However, the vast 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 majority were meant to go after the pandemic hit Australia, uh, which meant that they couldn't, they weren't able to get insured through uh, Covermore, which uh, I, I find as a uh, very, I'll put it, a very interesting clause, the pandemic, um, but saying that if they had it in there beforehand, before this hit, unfortunately, there's nothing that we can do about it. I know. How, how are you able to get away with that? I think it's the, the fact that uh, nobody actually questioned it because nobody, no one thought that a pandemic would actually happen in a million years. But, no, uh, but when it actually happens and you have a look through the clauses and they've got pandemic covered in it, unfortunately, it seems like unless there's anything else we can do, which uh, I certainly hope there is, but at this stage, I'm not sure of what it is. If it's in their contract and uh, the customers have agreed to it, unfortunately, uh, there's not much we can do. Now, if they had put it in after the fact, it's a different story altogether. But the fact that it was in there earlier, not much that can be done. And ACCC, you would think that you could go to them and get some advice and get some assistance. They seem powerless as well. I mean, it, Flight Centre, all of the, the, um, the I guess, the, the companies that are doing the flights, then you've got um, the insurance. ACCC just don't seem to have any power. What do you think about what their response has been? Well, the interesting thing with the ACCC, we're in fairly close contact with them um, and they tell us that they're doing a lot of work behind the scenes. But what the real issue is with that is it seems to the uh, general public that they're effectively doing nothing or very little and that's causing a lot of anger amongst the general population because even though they, they do tell us that they're, uh, they're working hard on it behind the scenes and they've got teams in place, to, uh, to look after this situation. They're really, um, to the naked eye, they're really not doing much. And um, I've had a lot of customers question that, a lot of customers that have uh, sent through email to them and they've obviously received a generic response. Uh, they've had, I believe, well over in excess of 7,000 uh, emails about, about this. And um, they haven't been uh, personalising many of them from what I hear. It's uh, pretty much same, same what they've been sending back which has really infuriated a lot of people. So what do we need to do before we deal with the people that are owed money? What do they need to happen? What's the first action step we need for them? Well, the first action step we need is when they're actually owed money legitimately, which is in the, uh, from what I've heard and seen in, a, uh, in the majority of cases, uh, we've, we've really got to attack it. Um, on a, a, we do it on a step-by-step -step basis. The people that I speak to, the first thing we have a look at is what the contract, let's use the airlines, for example, what the contract actually said, their uh, conditions of carriage 
prior or when they actually booked the ticket. So what we look at, and this has actually been uh, the ACCC have second have uh, seconded this as well, uh, that the only relevant uh, terms and conditions are the ones that were actually at the time of the booking. So if a if a uh, company has changed their terms and conditions after COVID began, then that's pretty much irrelevant because uh, the customer was only aware of the conditions at the time of their booking and they really can't be bound by conditions that were put forward in March or April if they booked in, let's say, last September or October, for instance. And that's something that we're really fighting for at the moment with the airlines because there are still some airlines out there that have changed their terms and conditions post-COVID and are trying to... Uh, are trying to actually just go by those terms. Okay, so travellers, I usually travel every year. I've never, ever read, read the fine print, ever. So I guess what you're saying is, before you travel again, read the fine print? I, correct. And I think that is something, I'll be honest, I'm guilty of that myself, um, or I certainly have been in the past, is that there are so many, I mean, some of the uh, some of the terms and conditions they're longer than more and peace, and I mean they're in such small writing and they've got they're there. And I've had this argument with companies before that the reasonable person is not going to sit through eighty seven pages of uh, of terms and conditions in order to spend three hundred bucks on insurance. It's as simple as that. Yeah. Now they uh, they say that customers are bound by uh, actually reading that. I don't know why they have got so many in there. Uh, a lot of people would probably be of the p opinion of, so that uh, they know that customers aren't going to read it. <laughs> they're they're, uh, they're bound by it, which again, like legally speaking, customers, from what I understand, are obviously meant to, are meant to uh, read the terms and conditions. But would the reasonable person sit through the 16 hours and read through 87 pages or however many they've got? Um, might be a slight exaggeration, but no. I don't think the reasonable person would. And I believe they've got to have the most important terms at the top in bold so that customers can actually see what they're getting themselves in, uh, into. And uh, I'd love to be able to uh, make sure that comes in because if they hide it in small writing, like uh, a lot of companies tend to, just like when they've got the TV commercials, how they talk really fast through the, uh, through the, uh, through the uh, effectively the bad things, all the things that are really going to affect the customer, but they talk really slowly when they're actually talking about the good stuff. Yeah. To me, I find that even though through the, uh, through the general term of misleading, it probably, it probably isn't, but I find it to be, uh, in my opinion, it seems to be quite deceptive to me as the customer. Um, but again, legally speaking, again, they're most probably covered, but I think that's something that really has to be looked at seriously. What's the future of our travel industry in Australia after this? It's going to be interesting. I mean, at, at the moment, we're uh, working hard on legislative change uh, because it's really needed to protect the customer. Uh, there used to be, the name eludes me now, but there used to be some protection in, um, in place for the customer back in, I believe it was 2013, 2014, which they really don't have any longer. So as you, can, as you can see through this pandemic, the customers really had nowhere to turn. And, um, and there's a lot of people out there that are feeling very helpless. And keep in mind, we've got about, what, 
let's say including the double ups, 10, 11,000 people on the two on the two groups. There are probably hundreds of thousands of people out there that are being affected by Flight Centre, let alone the other companies. Now, Flight Centre aren't the only one that has been doing the wrong thing by uh, by customers. There are there are several companies out there that have really been um, doing the wrong thing. And uh, this is probably, I've got no idea the exact number, but it could be affecting close to 500,000 to a million people. And um, it's, I mean, we really need something in place. And just on Flight Centre really quickly, the people that aren't on the group, there's a lot of elderly people that don't have access to uh, Facebook. There's a lot of intellectually disabled people that may not have uh, access to it. And just a lot of people out there feeling really helpless with nowhere to go. And that's a position that no one actually wants to be in. So I think this legislative change is an absolute must. We really need to get that in place. And I think that's gonna be beneficial for both the customer naturally, it's gonna bring a level of confidence back, knowing that they are covered. And as well as that, it's gonna be beneficial for the travel agencies out there that are actually ethical and have been doing the right thing. I've had several people chat to me uh, that either own travel agencies or work for travel agencies. And they've just been saying, Adam, this is a disaster for us because because of flight center and some of the uh, other, some of the bigger travel agencies, we're all going to be effectively tarnished with the same brush. And, um, and with this, I feel really sorry for the, uh, for the companies that have been doing the right thing out there by customers. Um, because it is the truth. Unless we actually get some change in, which I think, if anything, this situation has actually shown us that we do need change and uh, we do actually need a layer of protection in there for the customers so that we don't have to go through all of this again. Uh, if, if we don't get that in place, I believe that people are going to be very, very, very hesitant to actually use a travel agency again and it's really, it's really going to affect the level of business that they get. Because a lot of people are really nervous. They're going to think to themselves, you know what, if we use a travel agency again, are we actually be going to be able to uh, go on our, if our holiday's cancelled, have we done our money? And that is really a position that no customer should be in. And I mean, travel industry was the first wave. Our industry, events, hospitality, music was the second wave. We can't survive without the first, without the travel industry. And Australians, you know, business-wise, we need it to survive. And I think you're right. It's an opportunity for someone who operates ethically to perhaps leverage this, this mess of 2020 to be able to position themselves in the market to say, look, this is what we actually do. But as you say, governments have to make a change because this has been going on clearly for a very long time and we had no idea. And this year it's been caught with their pants down. And now we actually understand what the fine print has been saying to us. So, okay, so let's do a little bit of a call to action for your group. How can people join your group? Okay, all they've got to do is simply go to Facebook. If they've got an issue with uh, Flight Centre, or to be perfectly honest, I'm happy, I help people outside of Flight Centre as well. Like anyone with an issue, it's going more towards what I'm looking for is naturally change with Flight Centre with the amount of issues that are actually popping up. But more importantly, it's industry-wide. So a lot of the things that I'm doing are actually for the industry. So whether it be flight centre, whether it be tool companies that have these unrecoverable costs. I've actually got an article that I'm hoping that uh, 
I did an interview for yesterday that should be going out in one of the papers uh, to do with these unrecoverable costs. And um, the reason for that, it affects a lot of people, what, what all they've got to do is go to Facebook and join the group Flight Centre Class Action Australia. And the other one is called Flight Centre Give Us Our Refunds. And what they'll find is a lot of people in the same boat as them that are, that are experiencing issues with Flight Centre and they can always bounce ideas off them. And I'm also happy to have a chat to them myself um, or they're, they're welcome to private message me if they've got questions. But the main thing is, and the main, the main feedback I've been getting is it's a great support network for customers that really had nowhere to go. The, wor the worst thing you want to actually feel in any situation is you don't want to feel alone. It's, it's that simple. And to be honest, on a, on a, different, uh, on a different topic with what, what, what I think went wrong from the start, I believe that if I was in PR for one of these companies, what I would have done from the outset is I would have offered, I would have offered customers, I would have said, look, this is the toughest, toughest, toughest time the tourism industry has ever actually encountered. Now, with this, we'd really appreciate it if you took a full credit based on the situation we're in. And what we'll do is we'll put, let's say, 15, 20, 25% cream on top and allow you three years to actually use these vouchers. However, if you really do need a refund, we completely understand and we're happy to give it to you. If they put it that way, I don't know the numbers, but let's say just randomly 75 to 80% might have actually said, you know what, I understand it's a tough time. We can afford it. What we're going to do, we've got three years to use it. We'll take the credit with a bit of cream on top. Now, to me, and from speaking to a lot of customers as well, or a lot of members, I should say, the main thing a lot, a lot of people have hated or really disliked is being treated like idiots and being treated like they're stupid. And it's really brought a lot of anger amongst the uh, amongst the general public. And I think it'll be really hard for people to work with the Flight Centre again because they'll just remember this terrible experience they've had. And I, I do feel sorry for so many people working for Flight Centre that would have caught so much crap since March. And you know, you don't want people, you know, ordinary everyday people to pay for the sins of the corporation. So. It's been a really tricky issue, but I want to say personal thanks to you because you really helped me when I was just like, I don't know what I'm going to do anymore. So thank you for that, Adam. But I would recommend anyone, if you're having challenges, join these groups, connect with Adam, connect with everyone in the group, tell your story, and then together as a community, I think you guys will find the best way through this. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree 100%. Yeah. Adam, thank you for adding your voice to this conversation today and good luck with everybody else. Hopefully they can get their refunds very soon. Fingers crossed. Yes, take care, Adam. Thank Thanks you. Thanks a lot.